0: Very Honored Frater BT's Esoteric Nerd Podcast Episode 98 In which I interview Buzani Maguni But first Transformations Transformations This is the segment In which I read My father's book Verse by verse This is Transformations by John Dan Reeb, chapter four, verse six. You and I, why don't we change the tapes to something much better? I mean, the tapes are already there, right? The tapes are already complete, right? Why do we need to keep running them over and over? I mean, the ones we've been doing for what they call in the flesh place, the last few millennia or so. Let's put one on we haven't heard for a long, long time. Maybe it's even really a new one, though you and I are pretty well certain that's impossible. The one I'm vaguely remembering will be as good as brand new, at least to those who insist upon not remembering it, even vaguely. The Flesh Place Fear Junkies will be convinced that it is brand new, and I think that it could run on the millennia hit parades a long time. Verse 7. No, no, no. Absolutely no violence. That won't be necessary. They already have that. Look deeper into the stack. Verse 8. That's better. You're getting the same one I'm getting. Actually, it's already started playing. It's called by many names. I call it getting off of belief disbelief and not needing agreement or disagreement. The caption to the longer title is, Experience. What you've got is what you've got. Ah yes, I see that whether you've created it or found it, you've really got it. I've had the pleasure of teaching Golden Dawn magic to the members of the Gnostic Church of the Black Sun Kuho Yu here in South Africa, as well as learning about the work that they already do. The other day I was talking to Tau Siddhartha's brother-in-law, Buzani, about the tone scale and a few other things. It was a fascinating conversation, so naturally I asked him if he would be a guest on the Esoterra Nerd podcast. And so, without further ado, let's get to the interview, shall we? Greetings, Fred, or welcome to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast. Thank you. Would you mind telling us uh, a little bit about the meaning of your name?
1: Buzani. Mm. Buzani means ask. Mm. That's Zulu. Zulu for ask. For ask. If you say ask, when you're talking to a couple of people and you, uh, you're telling them to ask, mm. that's why there's an N-I. Mm. It means
0: Plural. Talking to more than one person. Yeah,
1: when you're telling other people and say ask in their group, mm-hmm. you say Buzani. But if it's one, you say Buza, mm. which means P U Z A. When I'm talking to C, I'm saying ask, you say Buza. Buza. But when there's two of you, I say Buzani.
0: Buzani. Yeah. How do you interpret that as a name? I mean, how, how does that reflect upon your identity?
1: Um, well, you know, African names normally have a meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be the meaning of an event when you are born, mm-hmm. the meaning of a current event happening in the family, mm-hmm. and then a child is born during that moment of uh, of that event happening, and then they give a name mm-hmm. to, 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 to that child. Do you know so.
0: how they arrived at that name?
1: Uh, I never inquired, you How know. Interesting. uh interesting. I never inquired because um, I I only thought of inquiring, but the people I could
0: ask were... <laughs> you could ask. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> yeah, I could ask. They, they were already gone. Oh, yeah. So I was... I know that my, my, my parents gave me the name Busani, mm-hmm. and then my grandfather gave me my name Vusumuzi. Mm. You know, Vusa. Vusumuzi means when the home is sort of like dying, they say, revive it, mm. you know, revive wow. the family. You know, they say, which means revive the family. Wow. That was my grandfather that gave me my name. Probably there was an event, maybe the family was falling apart, and then I was born. Mm. And then he says, this one. will revive the family. We'll, we'll revive the family. Wow. And as to Buzani, maybe the question was, who is going to revive this? see, Buzani, maybe that's where it came from.
0: <laughs> Did you have a question? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> How about you? What's your name? Um, my name is Mora Isi. Mora Isi. Yes. Mora. Mora Isi. Isi. Yes, it means the only son. The only son. Yeah. But no. you're not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you were. <laughs> yeah, At that time. was the first one son. To so the oldest son. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: I am. Uh, and uh, what about your last name? Or do you want to reveal? Mguni. Mgoni.
1: Mguni. You see they are Mgunis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, when you say nguni is plural. And then when you say one person is m- mguni.
0: Mm. Yeah. Does that have a meaning as
1: well? Uh well it, it simple refers. If I if I could r- write it for you. Sure. It's like uh, mm-hmm. see, uh, the nguni that's the people. Oh Wow. The people, Nguni, the Zulus. You know the Zulus. To
0: revive the family, ask the people.
1: Yeah, you see the Zulus. Mm-hmm. The Zulus, Anguni. the Anguni people. Okay. Oh, the people. Yeah, and then when you're referring to one, you just add an M here, then it becomes my surname, mm. Nguni.
0: So that's so yours is singular. Y- yes. But your first name is plural.
1: My first name is plural. That's
0: like Elohim starts with uh, singular and ends with plural. Yeah. Very interesting. That's what it is. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for um, agreeing to be my guest on the podcast. I was fascinated. um, As the people who've been listening know from the previous episode I mentioned, and in other episodes, one of my dear friends and mentors was an ex-Scientologist... Uh. And he and I would, I would go over there three, four, five times a week and we'd talk Scientology. I never was involved with the Church of Scientology, but he was, he was an auditor. Uh. And so he would audit me. (laughs)
1: Uh.
0: And so a long time ago, I put the word out saying, hey, any ex-auditors, I want to interview you. And nobody responded. There were some people saying, well, I don't like Scientology, I'll be a guest. And I'm like, well, that's not really what I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking for someone who likes the teachings, but not the org and so that's very specific and so then when you and I got to talking I was like "Ah, can I have you on the podcast so um, would you mind telling us a little bit about how how did you first end up interested in Scientology
1: well that's very interesting because um, I I was involved in a war you know in Rhodesia Mm. Um, you fought in the war? Yes, during mm-hmm. um, the war against the colonialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went into the war when I was fourteen years. What year was that? Uh, Nineteen seventy-six. Ah, now we know how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I I got involved in in there and I stayed in the camps for almost six years. Mm-hmm. And after that, the war was over. In 1980, you know, Mukave got... The camps. In, in, the camps in Zambia. I was in exile in Zambia. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. right up next to Congo in the jungle there. Mm. And then after five years, the war ended. Mm. Uh, you know, the war between Africans and the Rhodesians mm. ended. Mukave became president in 1980. So we all came home. Mm. And um, as a young man, um, I, I was very angry about many things because things don't always go according to what the politicians tell you. And you come yeah. back, you have lost almost five years. You know, at the age of fourteen, it means I have lost the school. I have lost, mm. and now nobody takes care of you. So yeah. You must fend for yourself. You must not looking around and saying, "What do I do now? I'm not educated. I spent all the years in the grass." In the grasslands and being eaten by mosquitoes, and now the future. Mm. So, there were all those developments that are happening, you know, when people come from the war. I know, you know, they are very angry because um, they are not taken care of. The politicians are taken care of. They are getting into positions themselves and and so forth, and they forget about the people who fought for them. So, I was walking in the street, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they used to put the flyers, pamphlets around. And I think one of the girls who stayed next door to me in a place where I was staying in Palandaba in in, uh, in Bulaway. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you know, I picked up this uh, brochure talking about uh, life improvement and stuff like that. And I went to these people and they said, I can bring a friend. Would you be interested? And I said, well, mm, let's, let's go and try. Yeah. I didn't know what Scientology was, but the word was there, and I just was curious what it was. So I went there, uh, got into a test. And they were testing. In here? P- no, no. Oh. There, there, there's a test. You write a test of 200 questions. You're answering those questions. They are about you. They're asking about you. You know. And I wrote the test, and this girl didn't make it, so I made it. Mm. And then I went in, and they introduced me to the first courses, you know, mm-hmm. like um, study tech, you know, study technology. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I hear of anything like that, and I found it interesting. I found it very, very interesting because, uh, remember, in Africa, I speak Zulu. You see, I speak my, my own language, but when you go to school, you start English. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are struggling almost all your life to understand what is going on in education because of the language. Mm. You see, you speak uh, this language at home. You go to start school at seven years old, and then you start on a new language. <laughs> so your background—it's an
0: through. uphill battle.
1: Yeah, this is a, this is an uphill course. Everything is in English, so. You're peckling with the language and with the content of whatever subject, mathematics or geography or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's all language. And you know, these subjects have got different languages themselves. They are different languages themselves. So you're peckling with the language. But the study technology is focused on defining the words, you see, understanding the word, not as it is used, first as a word and then how it is used. Yeah. As to as opposed to what we were taught at school, they say, you you will understand the definition of the word according to the context in which it is used. Yeah. But if you don't understand the language, yeah. you can't even understand the context. Yeah. So then here was an approach by L. Ron Harper to understand the word. He emphasized using the dictionary. Every time you read a sentence, and you hit a word you do not fully understand, you must have a dictionary and check that word. Mm. You 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 must take the simplicity the the simplest dictionary to the more complex dictionary. Then then I found that interesting. Then that's when that's what attracted me into. But it was study tech. You do these light small courses about life and so forth, and their their method of uh, creating something out of what you understand. Mm. You know. You, you understand what the concept is, and then they say, go and create it in, in clay. You go and create a, a physical thing in the-
0: Yeah, yeah like yeah. the dolls. Like the dolls,
1: Marines. yeah, what, yeah. The, what the concept is. Then you create it. And uh, it worked for me, because then I realized that all the years that I was at school, I was struggling to understand exactly what was going on. And suddenly, all that, that I learned came back, mm. because now I'm beginning to understand the language. The roots of the words, you know. Then yeah. I learnt English is made out of Latin, French, German, and Greek. Yeah. You know, that's the, you only discover then. But otherwise, without that approach, I wouldn't have. Yeah. It. yeah, it's a
0: mess. So yeah.
1: So as a result, most of us in Africa speak English according to the way we hear the teacher use it.
0: Mm.
1: But we never get to know the definitions yeah. because the def the school the dictionary is not entrenched in our system. Mm. And the only dictionary we have is the English dictionary. And I saw that in America, um, uh, you you have glossary for almost every subject. Mm. At the end, there's a, a glossary that defines the words that are used. That 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 approach is not used in Africa. So m- most people say things they don't understand in English. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah, so, so that it kind of approach. It provided
0: was the necessary missing elements of missing the
1: education. Or education, yeah, yeah, that's right. So you find people who go right up to university and uh, they speak English, of course, yeah. but uh, in most cases they don't really know what they are saying. Because mm-hmm. if you were to go back to that person and say, What do you mean? Why, why You mentioned mm-hmm. this word. What, what does that word mean? And people become, you know. They, they get confused. They don't know what the word means. They know what they say, it, but what the words in it that construct the whole statement or yeah. sentence, they can't define the word. Mm-hmm. So I found that approach by Elrond Abbott very interesting. So it got me into Scientology.
0: Why are you not currently a member?
1: Well, I th- there is no Scientology around here. Oh, OK. Yeah, there is no Scientology. So but I, there's the guy was, that runs
0: it now as opposed to Hubbard.
1: Yes. Um, uh, Miscavige. Mm. I don't know. I just, I just read all the other stuff, because I, was, um, I had a centre here, mm-hmm. and I used to go and attend my you courses. You ran the centre, right? Yeah, I ran the centre. Mm. Um, as you can see, some of the things oh, there, yeah. I used to play the games and win as mm. a centre. So, but I used to go to Chwansbeck to mm. do my courses different courses that I wanted to do, like uh, business courses and the community courses like you see, they say the Scientology handbooks. books, it mostly it carries um, the projects that you carry out in the community to help the
0: community, you know, in many ways. For the people who can't see what we're pointing to, the we're surrounded not, in all directions. Yeah, yeah You by can
1: you, know. you, you can see there is something there, You see uh, in the shelves. It says anthology handbook. Oh yeah. By Elrona yeah. So it's got a number of courses: public relations, whatever you can do, and uh, you learn to do those things in the community. And then you have the the, the red volumes here. They are called technical volumes. Mm-hmm. These are volumes that are used in auditing. They actually have the auditing tech. They also carry. Uh, some of the educational tech, the approach, the mm-hmm. technology of education itself.
0: The technical bulletins, the volume technical, 1 through
1: 12? Yeah, up to 12. And uh, you have also the management volumes, volume 0 up to up to 7. The, a, lot uh, uh, yeah, a, lot a lot of, of books, a lot of Scientology books and in here, and then all the CDs. And then sets. you have uh, what we call basics. This is where you start. Oh, okay. The first, first book, actually, in, in Scientology is this dynamics Dianetics, the modern science of mental health mm. this is what introduces all these things yeah this is this is the first book that L Ron Arpott wrote in 1950 mm.
0: and then it started what we know as Scientology today yeah. and then there's all these CDs mm. i noticed one called golden dawn yes.
1: yeah yeah these are we call them congresses mm. yeah he was offering some lectures through what he called congresses so he was uh, conveying his message mm. to, to the followers through Congresses. So these are what you see these lectures. There, there are some lectures. There are plenty. Even where Fabius live, I have boxes and boxes of them. Because yeah. we, we built and we moved stuff in the house. So, yeah, books. But generally, I read. Yeah, I read. You can see there's law books. There's management books, uh, some of which I collected in the U.S., and all that row on
0: top. I guess I guess what I'm asking is, um, for people listening, would you recommend that they run to their local Scientology center and sign up?
1: Well, it's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice because Scientology is many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's many things. Some people are auditors. Yeah. Uh, some people, they go there for management courses. He, he has an approach to management, mm-hmm. how to design an organization or how to design any activity in order for people to work together, yeah, like components of a machine. You know how the machine, you take an engine, for instance, you put in a key, and all the different parts of the engine start working together to Mm. make the car moves. So he designed, for instance, in management, that people, if they are working together as a group, a thousand people all together, how can you make them work together and produce one product Mm. at a given time? So he designed that sort of uh, institutional structure yeah. and the philosophy behind, in order for people to succeed as a group. So, you you can go in there and see that particular aspect and be interested in Scientology. There is a choice; you, you depend. But uh, yeah. as you can see, he wrote quite a lot of books. You might be interested in one of those things, but because I know one of the books is problems of problems of work. You know the kind of people, things that people face when they are at work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, problems of work. And so you can go in there and find that you have a particular area in life that you want to handle. And you go into Scientology and uh, you, you get interviewed and they discover that you have a particular area that you want to handle and they channel you
0: through that. I and just, I hear come. a lot about them yeah. extorting money from people and enslaving people. I just wonder if... Like, can people learn it without drinking the Kool Aid, so to speak? (laughs)
1: That's sort of a well. Well, people go to the org, right? To to do their training. Yeah. And um, some people buy books, go and study at home. You know, I've heard all the kind of stories uh, that people say we have never been in Scientology, but uh, in my involvement and I have been in Scientology for more than thirty years.
0: So you are today. Sorry? You're currently a member?
1: No, no, I'm, oh, okay. not, I'm not currently a member because I'm, there's no Scientology here. But, uh, oh, I see. Is, yeah, so I left when I'm here and doing my own things. But otherwise, um, most of the stuff that I was doing, for instance, I was, uh, I'm working in the community, working, helping people like cooperatives, mm-hmm. people who are groups who want to achieve something. Most of the technology of management is what I use. Mm. Because Scientology, like WISE, you know, there is an organization in, uh, in the USA called World Institute of Scientology Enterprises, mm. which actually gives um, Scientology business tech. Right. Yeah. So you can isolate that and use it for, to, to make your life. Yeah. Go around helping people to work together, to, yeah. to create an institution, write policy write policy, write a job, you know, like a job. You know, people to work together You need to find out what is your job yeah. and develop it. So in that technology, you learn those things. You learn to develop different jobs that connect to each other to produce a product, Yeah, like a machine, like an assembly line. You know, each and every person has a specific job, but it connects to the entire system. So that's what you learn in the... But uh, he wrote those things to apply them in his own organizations you know because Scientology organizations are different they are all different institutions and then there's the org which is classified there's a class one class two class three class four Orgs. they all have different roles and then you have different institutions like with the one Miscavige is actually the chairman of board of uh, uh, what, religious Technology, RTC, which is called Reli- Religious Technology Center. Yeah. He's the chairman, is chairperson. He's, he's the sole person who takes care of the entire Scientology technology yeah. so that people don't use it without getting permission from Scientology. Right. Yeah. But otherwise, if you see Scientology organizations around the world, they are sort of independent. Hmm. They get licensed to do what they do, but sell the technology or do auditing. Auditing is a number of things. Mm. Yeah, There's a person trained to talk to you face to face. There's a person using the emitter. There's a person, you know, there's Purif. They do all sorts of things that help people. People get some experience out of it and they go and live their life. And people have uh, different problems like drugs. Mm. They come into Purif and they help them to get out of of you know, Purif. There is the politics of Scientology which most people in the orgs don't even get to know. Mm. As you know, with all organizations there's the top with its own activities and there are people who are coming in to do things and they, they get different experience.
0: So have you done have you you've been an auditor?
1: I was in a course supervisor. The, uh, I was I was more in, into education. Okay. Yeah, so you, you get to train as a cost supervisor They are auditors. Mm-hmm. Um, they are course supervisors they are, they are like schools. You know, you have a whole entire education system going there. It's not everyone who comes there for auditing. Yeah. Yeah, some people come for training for this, training for that. And they are the people who run the education. They are called course supervisors mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have auditors they also get trained through that whole educational system.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You were mentioning um, the other day about, on the tone scale, uh, the 1.1, was it?
1: Yeah, there is a tone scale, of course. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: The emotional tone scale. The
1: emotional tone scale.
0: And there's uh, the annotated (laughs) emotional tone scale of 1975 with the note of mystery scale alongside. That's the one I learned on. I mean that's the most recent one. I think everybody kind of that's the one people think of when they think of the tone scale.
1: Okay. Um, The tone scale is a very interesting thing. Oh, okay. No, no, I think we can do this one. I can show it to you here. You see, Mm. this is called the chart. Of human evaluation, and uh, what you see these figures here this is uh, this is literally the tonescape from the bottom, from the bottom right up to the top, which is tone 40. Mm. So it here, doesn't
0: go down to negative 40, huh? I it doesn't go down to negative 40 though.
1: No, there is no negative 40, it oh. starts only from the negative, you see, like here it says negative uh, 3 negative 1 and then 0 and what do they say uh, non contact but you come to 0.1 you see which is uh, complete literal acceptance mm-hmm. uh, and then you go up and you, you you go you have 0.5 you have 0.1 as you descend your conditions get worse. Mm. As you go up, your condition gets better. Mm. So it explains here. Let me start with, for instance, let's say A, a person who is at, um, where is 0.00? Let's say 0.1. Is pretended death. Let's take B, for instance, Dianetics Evaluation, uh, which is pretended death. And uh, if you say you look at the behavior and physiology of a person who is at 0.1, you find that alive as an organism,
0: Mm.
1: simple, alive as an organism. And then if you look at his psychiatric range, psychiatric range, they say he's psychotic, catatonic, Mm. you see. And then if you look at that person in terms of his medical range, you find that he's chronically he's got chronic illness he's chronically ill refusing sustenance that's hmm. a person who is uh, at um, at zero point at zero point one that's the, the that's the manifestation you see mm-hmm. on a physical being who is in this level and then you look at uh, his emotion uh, the emotion natural emotion of that person who is the his deepest apathy. He's, an, mm. he's apathetic, you know. And then you go along and you look at his affinity, his affinity, affinity,
0: attraction, yeah, yeah, yeah. willingness right. to be or
1: to be, to be connected. That's right. To. You find that uh, he's normally in supplication, please for pity.
0: Yeah.
1: You see, and uh, complete withdrawal from person or people. He's totally withdrawn. That sort of person mm. who is here. That's his uh, emotion. He, uh, that's in terms of affinity. <clears throat> that person is completely withdrawn. And then you look at his sonic. You know the, his relationship with sounds. And uh, you find that uh, he no response to sound in environment. Recall. You see. Hmm. Recall is off. He cannot cannot recall hmm. the sounds. He cannot just recall. The sound happens now, and you ask him a few minutes later, he didn't hear it. Mm. You see, that's the kind of... So, and then you move up. You look at a person, for instance, um, at 1.1. Mm, covert hostility. Yeah, covert hostility. This is the kinetic evaluation. Mm. When they evaluate that person, whether it's by a meter or any other method they are using, yeah. that's what they pick up.
0: I remember um, uh, Gordon explaining that as an auditor, if you're working with someone who's at covert hostility, it's inappropriate to come in at cheerfulness or something because that will send them even further down. It, it, but right. if you want to co- you want to coax them to come up into anger, yeah. so you actually want to get them to express the anger. Exactly. First thing,
1: what is very interesting about this is that uh, you pick up a person from here to here, in face value, in society, this person is still worse, but in, in dynamic terms, there's an improvement.
0: Yeah. Gone from covert to yeah, overt. Host yeah,
1: yeah. He's from apathy to covert hostility. So he's got some little life. Hmm. He got a bit of a boost in life. Yeah. He went from, from totally, totally withdrawal to. You Know to hostility, which is a reaction, yeah, which is a reaction then to if an environment. then you get them to be angry, then yeah. that's, that's, that's an it. improvement, yeah. that's an improvement. And then you can pick up to anger
0: to the untrained eye, it might look like a not an improvement, the opposite, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Went from sitting there to being angry to
1: being angry, yeah. yeah. And then you pick them up from apathy to anger, it's you know, because apathy means uh, black member can walk here, uh, all other people will jump and you'll just sit there mm. and look at it, yeah. You know, he's he's ready to die. He's totally disconnecting from life.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, he's he's not interested. Yeah. Yeah. But if you pick them up, they are angry. At least they are reacting to something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how the tone scale work. And you can go up. uh, From anger to to boredom.
0: From anger to boredom, which is
1: 2.5. And so if you look at the different areas uh, in that boredom, you find that, his behavior and, and physiology is relatively inactive but capable of action. Mm. You see, and then you you look at their psychiatric range; they are normal or neurotic. Mm. You see, and then you go to medical range; you find that occasionally ill and susceptible to usual diseases. Mm. You know, and then you look at their emotion; you find that uh, this guy is indifference, boredom. Mm. You see, yeah, and then you go on and you say affinity neglect of person or people, withdrawal from them. You see? Yeah. Yeah. So that sort of thing. Recalls correct in in vague impressions. Mostly occluded. Mostly occluded mm-hmm. you now from things.
0: Yeah that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So if you study it, it will show you you, you get to understand human beings. Yeah. Because you can you, you can talk to this human being. And you, with the knowledge, you can almost understand. Mm. Uh, this person is bored. This person is disconnected. You know, like senility. You know, when people get older, they drop into the down in the tone scale until they get to zero point, to zero, which is literally uh,
0: body s- death.
1: Body death. Zero mm. point zero, which is you know, mm. and you can go down to negative, but up. They become more and more enthusiastic and more well, let's involved. talk
0: about up since we've covered the down parts. Yeah. <laughs> so what's above boredom?
1: Yeah. Boredom. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, boredom...
0: Uh, when you rise up from boredom.
1: Well, when you rise up from boredom, you go to 3.0, for instance, which is very high normal. Mm. And then if you look at that person in terms of behavior and physiology, you find that this person is capable of fair amount of action, mm. sports, sports. People don't participate in sports. They go down. the do scale. Yeah. As they go up, that's when they they get interested. You see. So and uh, you look at the behavior and physiology of that person at 3.4 is capable of fair amount of action, and then in psychiatric range is none. It's high normal. Okay. And then medical range of that person at 3.0, it's he's resistant to infection and disease. Few psychosomatic ills. You know, he's got.
0: Because a will to be healthy.
1: Yeah, that's right. And then you go to emotion, their emotion, you find that uh, mild interest, but uh, content. Mm. You know, they've mild interest, they're content. And then you get to uh, their affinity, tolerance, without much outgoing action. They have some kind of acceptance of advances offered. Mm. If somebody offers an advance, there's an acceptance. Mm. Yet when they are down, they. they right. Yeah, you see. Mm. And uh, you look at their sonic, strong sonic impressions, correct detail. Mm. That's, that sounds, the way they handle ta- sounds, you see. And then if you look at their visual, their, their re- uh, interaction with visual, Visual impressions, correct detail, many occluded areas. They still have some occluded areas with the visual. That's visual, is you know, yeah. to see, yeah, you know, people can recall, look, recall what they saw. yeah, yeah, that's right. And then you, you look at the um, um, somatic, somatic is the body, but it's it comes from soma, which is the body, mm. so. It says somatic correct, many may be occluded. receipt of uh, present time pain average intensity,
0: mm.
1: you know so they're able to sense pain, they are able to sense no pain, they able they can recall it also, mm. yeah, which means they are alive, yeah. the, the body is so if you go to speech talk. And uh, this is where the uh, tone scale is actually interesting because you can listen to a person. They are so obsessed about talking about specific things.
0: Um. <laughs> I'm like reflecting on myself here. You guys have heard me talk. I've been hovering between uh, anger and. Uh, I, I get up yeah, yeah, here sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> that sort kind
1: of thing. So you can see the person is fixated in right. particular Maybe because a they keep going back. <laughs> and you can tell uh, this person. <laughs> You see, so yeah. look, you look at speech talk, mm-hmm. speech listens, tentative expression of limited number of personal ideas, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and receives ideas and beliefs if cautiously stated. Mm. You see, this is the person 3.0. But 3.0 is quite high. Mm. i you. Well, <laughs> Society is quite high. Oh, yeah, because
0: society hovers somewhere around covert hostility. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, and then you look at their subject's handling of written or spoken communication when acting as a relay point. Mm. You get that?
0: Acting as a relay point? So, if you give them a message and they
1: pass it, yeah. Yeah. like teaching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or as a messenger, Mm. you know. They get a message now, they get a message and they have to pass it to you. Mm. How they handle that? At 3.0, you find passes communication conservative. Mm. You know, you will not pass it all wholly as it is, but mm. you will receive some things. Right. Uh, Inclines towards moderate construction and creation of speech. Mm. You know, they don't want to say it all, they want to Edit it. Right. Yeah. Before they pass it on. And their reality reality is agreement, isn't it? Their reality in life is awareness of possible validity of different reality. Mm. But conservative conservative agreement. Mm. That makes con- sense. Yeah. yeah. You yeah see?
0: Seeing seeing many points of view so not wanting to commit to one of them.
1: Yeah, that's right. So that's a personal three. And then their condition of track and valence. I don't know. We understand violence. Mm. valence, valence. valence. Mm. Yeah, you call it valence. <laughs> <laughs> we call it violence. valence. Valence is sort kind of an identity, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So this person is sort of awareness of possible valence. Yeah? What am I saying? Um, no. Okay. Moves easily on track, on track, in on valence, in on valence. Track is something else. This is becoming technical. Because mm. in Scientology, track is um, it's
0: like being present time. Track motion.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like on the it. track, on the track is mm-hmm. your consecutive life from birth to death. That consecutive you know recording. Are, right? mm. That consecutive recording. So auditing, the mechanism of auditing is that they start you from present time mm. and move you backwards. You are moving on your track. Mm. Backwards.
0: So like if you have a, some kind of engram, you want to find the earlier similar, you yes. get all the way back to the implant. Yeah,
1: that's right. You're yeah. going back until you hit an engram. Because mm. we, we can ask you a question from present time. What yeah. did you eat today?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you see? I, I, had some, I had a banana and uh, I had a, a salad at the restaurant.
1: That's right. And... Uh, and um, how did they test? How did the food test? It was really good. Yeah. You, you see, well, how was the waiter? When you it was
0: not the waiter that I was hoping it was.
1: You see, so when they move you into that is track, mm. because you already had a consecutive recordings. Yeah. Of time of now, these mm. are consecutive recordings of now, in your lifetime. So in auditing, they put you on track backwards. Mm. And then you move along that track. So when they talk about track, they're actually talking about you moving on that track, going backwards. Mm. And you are hitting your painful moments. Mm. And those painful moments are what constitutes your engrams. Because pain is understood in in, in Dianetics as only recording in the subconscious mind, Mm. which is what we call the reactive mind in in Dianetics. It doesn't record in your consciousness, Mm. which is your analytical mind. The mind it bypasses it. It, it. it bypasses it. What, what happens when you, say, when you say unconscious, it means unattain. Unattain. It's an engineering word which means shutting off the analytical mind. Mm. And then anything that happens during that moment gets recorded in your, in your, in your, in your reactive mind, which is the subconscious mind. Mm. So record of a living organism is there. It never gets lost. It is not only available when he was evaluating the consciousness of a person he found there was a recording and a gap and then a recording and a gap. so all those places where nothing was recorded it, it was during moments of pain
0: mm.
1: partially or completely in other words if if you had a anesthetic, for instance, you're in hospital and you're in anesthetic, you have a total shutdown on your analytical mind, so there's nothing. Right, But there's a comparative record below which is not as well organized in terms of time and sequence as it is in your conscious mind. Mm. The bottom one is random. And as a result, when it interferes with your consciousness it brings irrationality because it reacts to things Uh,
0: and then you get an overt
1: you get an overt for instance uh, you could smell anesthetic and start reasoning in a very irrational way yeah and then because the analytical mind was given it was almost like it's given a command to take care of the organism and save the organism you know it, it it tends to come in and justify any irrationality uh, the so, overt motivator yeah overt motivator it comes in justify because then people say what what what, what what what? you also you're asking yourself what, what the hell you're reacting to something which why is irrational why did I just
0: do that oh it must have been because it of must goodness.
1: have been you are yeah, justifying yeah. but that's the analytical mind justifying but the, un, the conscious mind is no doesn't reason it's simple yeah you see yeah, Somebody can poke you and you just turn around and just hit them yeah. to death. And they say, why? Then they, your analytical mind justifies why you had to do it. I mean, look yeah. at psychos- psychotics. They go shooting people. They have a reason why they're shooting. But yeah. it's not them. It's actually, you see, it's, the, it's their subconscious mind because of the engrams. So,
0: And the auditor can take you all the way back to that engram. All the
1: way back. And how you get rid of them. Is simple going through As that incident mm. and recalling it. When you recall it, it, it becomes available in your analytical mind. Mm. And then it takes away the power of mm. the anger. And then they say you are clear when you no longer have all the recording of the subconscious mind, which happened at a time when your life was not in focus. Because... The engram takes place where there is no volition. Mm. You have no choice. You are lying there helpless. Everything being said, sounds that are happening, are all recording. But they are not recording in your analytical mind. They are recording in your reactive mind, which is the subconscious mind. Mm. So when you wake up, all that record is not there. And therefore, you go on in life with that gap. It's like a bubble, and uh, it already interferes with your rationality. Because every time you come to a point where there is some kind of a similarity with the with the environment when you got that engram, then the engram gets activated. Mm. You can. You can almost react to anything, any environment you go, and then you are almost crazy because you are. It's not your choice, but it is stimulus response.
0: Yeah.
1: It is not a rational; it's a stimulus response. So that's the approach of Dianetics. A equals
0: a equals a. A
1: equals, That's right. <laughs> when you start counting, a is equal to a is equal to a, it's not a rational thing. Right. It's because the environment you are you are in is full of those stimulators. Yeah. So you are now reacting. It's the it's your subconscious mind reacting to them. But if you remove that person and take them to a totally different environment, they no longer have stimulators.
0: Africa. Yes. it's working a bit for me. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> yeah. see, you come
1: here, and then nothing. You can stay here forever. Yeah, you'll never be stimulated by things that. So you become rational. Right. Yeah. You become <laughs> That's what's happening rational. to me. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> right. I, I
0: was in the same house for like 30 years and, and ah. I couldn't I couldn't move forward I just you know the best I could do was stare at my phone for escape you know right yeah right
1: so th- that's in, a, in, in, in short mm. that's how the tone scale works and that's Dianetics yeah that is Dianetics mm-hmm. so that is part of Scientology which is very interesting yeah you, you want to know how human beings function mm. and it can take you to Scientology.
0: So, after you first started, like in the first couple of years, do you have any interesting, I don't know, anecdotes or stories about your experience with Scientology?
1: Oh, yeah, because um, I trained first as a, as a course supervisor and I worked there to train other people myself. You know? mm-hmm. Course supervision is like you training to be a trainer, mm. you train very intensively. Their training is very, very intensively. Like I say, it, it uh, introduced me to a totally different approach from education. Mm. Our education system is full of um, force. You have to learn. You don't need to ask the reason.
0: Right. Just learn it. Just yeah. learn it. Yeah. You
1: are forced to learn something. Yeah, it must like, be like in there.
0: Christianity. Just yeah, yeah. Just it, be Christian. That's right. But then,
1: <laughs> yeah. I I came into Scientology, you have to understand. You see, so you can use it. Depth behind yeah. it. Yeah, you, were,
0: you were talking the other day about how in Africa Christianity was so enforced and yeah. Scientology was such a welcome
1: it was a different perspective yeah. totally for me yeah. because it came along I had already studied communism because in the, in the struggle there that was the thing we had to learn mm-hmm. all those volumes of Marx and so forth we mm-hmm. had to learn them as opposed to capitalism because remember colonialism and capitalism in Africa is the same thing right because it came together yeah yeah so uh the struggle against colonialism was the struggle against capitalism yeah and
0: capitalism in in the in the first world you know is it it implies colonialism like the the only reason anybody's walking around happy about capitalism is because of the the impoverished nations that are the victim of it exactly exactly that's what it is so Communism was Which like is why they're funding wars in the Congo.
1: Wars in everywhere, yeah, yeah. That's why that's 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 exactly the point. So, you you find we we had to learn. Communism was something else. It was a relief from what we were already sort of experiencing. Sort of experiencing already. Yes. So communism was something different. Mm. It was talking democracy. Mm. But we know what was happening in Russia and Cuba and so forth. Well, it wasn't Marx, it was Stalin. It it was Stalin, yeah, yeah. The people who implemented what was was supposed to be communism. We know what happened in Africa after independence. So these these guys came there with the whole knowledge of communism, but uh, it was authoritarian, Mm -hmm. you see. But the philosophy itself was something you could hold Mm -hmm. in order not to be associated with colonialism, because colonialism. Uh, racism and capitalism in africa they are all one you see so yeah. it's, you don't even have an option to inspect mm. they are just evil things that you you do not so and the education that we receive is from the west mm. because it was taught during those days you didn't have to ask questions you're supposed to take it as yeah. it is so, and Christianity was part of it because it was a, a compulsory subject. A school. The
0: meek shall inherit the earth, so be meek. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Blessed yeah. are
0: the poor, so stay poor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Blessed are those who don't, you know. Ask questions. Yeah, don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah. must don't question because then you're questioning God. Yeah. You see, that sort of thing. So here is Scientology is talking about freedom. You're free to think. You must cause things, not mm. to be effect.
0: Be at cause, yeah. Be at
1: cause and not be the effect. So it was embraced. Yeah. It's not everyone. Scientology is very deep. Most people don't understand what it is. Right. But we also have media that gives the interpretation to society. Yeah. That says Scientology is Satanism in, in, right. in Africa. mm Anything that brings freedom and is arguing with Christianity is satanism. Mm -hmm. You don't have to inspect it. If they say it's satanism, it means it's satanism. Even mysticism, Mm -hmm. which is based actually on the original African spirituality, Mm -hmm. it was taught away. Don't go into those things. They are primitive, they are satanic, Mm -hmm. you know, and rituals
0: yeah Don't. which kind of brings it around to like the us being here having this conversation right now because those things that that mysticism that came from africa became popular among yes. us uh, they were taken know, from europeans here. and united states yeah, people to study right. and practice yeah. which is why you see a bunch of white people wearing uh, egyptian headdresses in a room Precise. and Precise. so but you moved me to come here <laughs> and precisely help with uh, yeah
1: because uh, um People today don't want to associate themselves with. You talk about spirits, they say, ooh, you're talking Satanism now. Yeah. But you are practicing it. So you find a priest going home in the dark at night, going to talk to the ancestors away from the vision of people, but he comes out wearing a white robe and saying, Jesus, Mm. my Savior. So that ambiguity. Interesting. Because Christianity forced them into their minds. Those things are evil. Mm. But Christianity is the only, because it is a religion of the light. Mm. So it, you you find that ambiguity. You find priests coming to us if we do this thing. We are doing this thing. Priests will come to us because they know there is power. Mm. But they don't want their followers to know that they are involved right. in this thing. So... That's the kind of ambiguity that we yeah. call.
0: That's true. Basically, the hypocrisy. Yeah, <laughs> hypocrisy.
1: Yeah. yeah. So when I when I got into Scientology, it gave me a total deb- I, It opened my world hmm. to inspect because Scientology is not forced. Nobody says come here and become a Scientologist. It's a choice. Hmm. It is a choice. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You see, it is a choice. That's why you see I built my library out of those books. Not only them. But everything else. Yeah. Mm. Everything else. Because it gave me an open mind. And that's not what's happening in my family. Mm. I'm probably the only one, (laughs) you know, who has an open mind. I know there's Scientology, I know there's Buddhism, I know there's this thing. Most people in Africa don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. There are very few people who know they can choose to be anything, which is what I learned in Scientology. That's why you see me putting these things when I hear all the stories about uh, I read of course stories when I was I first went in there I remember my sister saying you're in Scientology do you know what's happening there these people they do this and I do this I said let me find out Hmm. let those things happen let me see them I never found anything of that sort Hmm. I've seen things happening in the newspaper I know what's happening now this is a totally new phenomenon
0: the, with the Church of Scientology, with the Church of Scientology, for example, yeah, that was what I was getting at. I was yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's a totally few. I saw it on the internet. I don't know the veracity of that story. Mm. There are people that I know I've seen there. It could have been happened, but if you listen to the lectures of Ron, he anticipated something like that happening mm. when he leaves because in like Scientology and that kind of thing. Yeah, Scientology is organizations are governed by what we call policies, which are written in those books, mm-hmm. green volumes, and uh, which are written, all these things are written like policies, you know, the guidelines. Yeah. The, green, the, ble- the, the red volumes. Right. They are written in many other texts which are guiding how activities should be
0: run. Yeah. They're sort of like the letters of St. Paul <laughs> <Yeah. Exactly. laughs> of Scientology. Exactly. Yeah. That's
1: how organizations, I trained in that level, Mm. Of running when I opened my center I went there for training how to run it how to bring people in and how people should know how this thing is run Mm. for its success yeah yeah there was no secrecy an oath to any secrecy or anything like that no huh
0: so so what are the things um, when you when you mention just for for people who aren't really keeping track um, what are the recent developments that you're not sure about the veracity of?
1: Well, I because I have not seen it. I have not been to the orcs mm. since I read those things. Right. And those things happened in a higher organization, which is called the Sea orc Wh- Which things? The, um, For instance, that uh, Miscavige has totally taken the organization to the other direction than mm. what Ron was saying. I know that they right. say policy was violated mm. some people were kept in some secret cells mm. you know those are the kind of things that we read in the internet
0: like uh, like metaphorical cells like you're not allowed to talk outside of your cell or physical yeah, cells
1: people like, were regarded as having uh, violated policy and they Get detained? Oh, I see. In some spaces, and uh, I don't know. Oh, they they get put away like they in get put some away kind of Scientology prison. and They are not allowed to go out because they will talk, and mm. they're kept there and stuff like that. Those, oh, wow. those are things that we saw on the internet, but I don't know how true those things yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that uh, people who come from Johannesburg they say, "Yeah, Scientology is dead." I don't know about that, but mm. all I know is that all my life there were always negative stories about Scientology in the media. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then some of them are perpetuated by other powers like Chris- yeah, yeah. Christianity, and yeah. and then others might be true. So it's kind of hard to
1: the arch enemy of Scientology, I suppose, is psychiatry. Oh, oh, right. how know, come the entire the psychiatric institution? Well, I don't know. If you look at um, Ron's uh, introduction to Scientology, he talks about that because he says uh, they perceived Scientology as a sort of a Acting in their sphere, mm, a, competition. A, a competition. A mm. competition. So they wanted to shut, mm. uh, to shut Scientology down. Mm. That 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 was his view, and as a result, he, he founded an organization called uh, Citizen Commission for Human Rights in 1960, I think. Mm. In 19
0: no, 1974. That was before they were preparing for everything too. Huh? That was before. Um, Psychiatry was prescribing medication for everything.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. I know. Well, I've seen that. I mean, I know that kids here in 94, 95, 96, in the 90s really were windy. prescribed uh, Ritalin for attention deficit disorder. Yeah. You know?
0: That's yeah, right. rather than like maybe take a break from the TV. <laughs> yeah. Just yes. keep watching TV and take these pills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I know that many people get... Uh, Taken away from their families, mm. under the pretext they've lost their minds, mm. and they get locked up into mental institutions. Then they get pumped with those with those drugs. The idea being to create uh, state patients, state patients. In other words, people who are in the psychiatric because those drugs are paid for by these taxes. Mm. You see? Yeah, so, so it's the
0: pharmaceutical industry. Pharmaceutical like industry,
1: and then creating more med people so that the state can provide the finances to do it for, for mm. those drugs. Yeah. So I think that's what I know, mm. that psychiatry was the arch-enemy of Scientology. They were attacking, they wanted to crush Scientology in 1984, formed Citizen Commission for Human Rights, and started attacking Scientology, not moving from offensive to attacking, hmm. literally attacking to destroy psychiatry. So those two groups always were at lock heads. Hmm. So I suppose that uh, most of the negative uh, publicity of Scientology came from there. Interesting. Yeah. But my experience in Scientology has nothing to do with all those things that are being said. I was in Scientology for 30 years until I decided hmm. to, to be here on my own. I've used Scientology to help people who struggle in studying and I know that people improve. Mm. I've gone to processes like I've trained there as a as a, as a as a as a as a trainer which is a course supervisor to a very higher level. I've held executive posts. Mm-hmm. I've been an executive in Scientology. I haven't seen those things. Mm. It's like if I start doing mysticism today then people come along and say, "She, those people, you know, they eat people. <laughs> they keep skulls in there and so forth." I had people eat uh, the placentas of people. I mean, <laughs> I mean, those kind of ludicrous claims. Well, if you have consent, I figure. You know. So.
0: <laughs> it's like an omelet, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh,
1: I was in the walk, and I was. Same uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, if you have lived, uh, if you have served in an organization from the bottom up to the top, and you haven't experienced those things, and you wonder, interesting, I've never been to the Sea Walk. I don't know exactly, right? Because most of these things that we see, that we hear about from the the, Sea Walk, yeah, they happened from the Sea Hmm. Walk.
0: Interesting. So, so the Church of Scientology, the org, is a bit like a franchise, where. Mm -hmm. You can open up a church of Scientology without ever actually getting involved with the Sea Org and learn the Scientology methods. Sea Org is like... But the uh, problems are in the Sea Org, if there are problems.
1: Yeah, yeah, if there are problems, yeah. Sea Org is a permanent organization. It's the one that manages... We come back. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's right. So So they
0: manage the 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 Central Org. They
1: they keep coordination. Mm. Not that they tell the... Mm-hmm. Central organizations, what to do? No, yeah, you get a license. I get a license here. Whatever I do here, I do it in coordination with others. Mm. Yeah, I. There are management fees, of course, because the material that you get here to use for the org gets printed in uh, in Denmark, I think, or in Los in LA. There's management uh, capital. I mean, uh, headquarters in LA, in in Florida in all those places. So those are the guys that produce. The material gets printed in Denmark, and it gets distributed. So I believe that uh, the management fees are for taking care of postage printing to make sure that you run it.
0: I've heard about some just from Kay in the previous interview about his wife having to pay just these incredible amounts of money to get to OT5. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. When it comes to auditing, people... It's not the first time I I hear that. I've seen... I met a German guy here when I was working or building radio stations. Uh, He delivered some equipment for radio, and we were talking, and I don't know what came, but he discovered I was a Scientologist. And he was, a, he says, "Ooh, those people! I don't want to see them." Mm. I said, "What happened?" He said to me, mm. "You know, those people. When I left, they came to my house and searched and took all my books, and mm. uh, you know, and they wanted to sue me for this." And I said, "Why?" You know, I was not interested anymore. I was doing something else. You know, I heard those kind of stories. I don't yeah. know how true, so they yeah. are stories like that, where people. Go into auditing, and they pay all all that money, and they keep going up, up,
0: up. Oh, okay, so that's the difference. If somebody says I want to be audited, then they have to pay the money to get yeah. to the OT levels. But it, but you went in and said I want to. Yeah, I be trained. to train. I,
1: to... I want to understand what Scientology wants, right, right. how it works, and so I went inside. Yeah. And I operated inside.
0: Yeah, Gordon uh, said I want to be an auditor, so he said he never paid a cent he was auditing people
1: he was staff yes if you join a staff you don't pay yeah yeah like i did all most of the training i never paid yeah but if you break the contract for instance you go in in contracts you Mm. can sign a five-year contract if you leave before the contract uh, expires then you pay back the training that you received
0: Mm.
1: up to the point where you left
0: you pay it back in what form
1: in monetary form. Oh, okay. In other words, you you say I'm going to be in here for five years, and then in two years you decide to leave
0: after having gotten the training. After
1: having got the training. then that training they call it the free loader bill. Hmm. The free loader. In other words, you have been training oh, for right. free mm-hmm. without paying. Now you've 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 broken the contract, so you pay back what you have been trained on. Hmm. Yeah, that's what they call. It. But if you finish your contract. You can leave and go do other things. You can come back and sign a contract again. Every person who is there uh, is on a contract. And then when you are in contract, they say you are full-time. That's how it works. So I suspect that maybe people don't understand that Mm. sometimes because maybe life gets tougher when you are in there there's no pay you are working
0: there yeah there. if you're full time for 5 years you're yes. not earning money so not you have to already money. have yeah money.
1: it gets tough and then you go look for employment and you break the, I have broken the contract also myself from hmm. time to time but I did pay the free loader hmm. but you have to understand because those things are all written
0: yeah
1: yeah you 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 learn them you know uh, okay I'm breaking I'm going to pay the free loader hmm. and then they don't force you the only time we want to go back they then invoke the freeloader. In other words you can't start a new service after having broken the contract before. Uh-huh. You know when you come back you need to pay the freeloader before you can be accepted again. Okay? I see. Yeah. But there's no hustle about it. Okay. I never experienced any hassles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Even now I'm in communication with people who know me, who were there, others have left. Some people stay there for life. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a support system, most of those guys have got companies, their businesses they run. They run by family, so they support them while they support the family. But if you don't have it, it's tough. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Now the other day when we were upstairs um, talking about the LBRP, the pentagram, the hexagram, and you were saying that from your background in Scientology that a lot of these things were... For instance,
1: we have the bridge... Mm-hmm. You see?
0: Oh, the bridge to total freedom. Yeah, you see. So this is like the tree of life.
1: This is like the tree of life. If you look at it from the bottom here, you mm-hmm. see this this part is training. Mm. This this is training. You are actually sitting and reading books, and you are studying this way. Mm-hmm. This is processing, mm. which is auditing. You, you are do through. both at once. No, beyond oh, okay. necessarily, you can you can do both at once, mm-hmm. but you can move this way, and then come this way. Yeah. But Ron himself emphasizes you need to have knowledge, right. to know what is happening here. I see. So what people are interested in is to see themselves achieving clear, right, because of what the book says about clear, what a clear is like. Hmm. You know that sort of life. And what an OT has, what capabilities an OT and a clear has. So you find they find studying is hectic. Mm-hmm. So they come this side, because here you're not studying, you're being audited. Right. Yeah. So they move, and they use money, they pay. Mm. They pay. They, For instance, you pay in hours. They tell you to get clear, they calculate it and say, you need so many hours to train. This is how much it's going to cost you. So, people who have money will just calculate and say, ah, oh, if it's that much hours and this is so much, they just pay all that money. Hmm. Okay? And then they move. But it's a lot of work to get clear yeah. for you to get audited because it means you have to attend. You, hmm. have, an app- you have appointments with the audit. You have to be on time. You have to be on time. <laughs> yeah. You have to finish on time. You have to live a particular lifestyle. Mm. In terms of diet, in terms of everything, sleep, and so forth, and rest. Present time problems. Present time problems. You have to deal with them to move up here. So I suspect that people pay, and when they are here, they are finished, they pay up to go to to the top. Mm. And it's not an easy, and you find they are struggling because the relative information Mm. is not there.
0: Right. Oh, they don't know it. They're because just they have to, to pay, study to pay to go up, yeah,
1: to go up. Which so is, people who which are is like, uh,
0: billionaires can do it easily, but people who are hundred thousandaires find themselves broke. That's right, and and yeah. borrowing money from the bank to pay
1: to pay, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is exactly what I think happened to to uh, Fabius' wife mm. because she she's here, she just pays money. Yeah, she gets money from her mother. She sells property. She's a doctor. She sells the practice. Sells everything, and she goes, and now when you go higher, because it's only, you can train in class, class four oaks mm-hmm. here. You can train up to clear. But from here, going OT, some class four organizations can't do it. So you find that people have to go to Australia, they oh, have to go to the USA, yeah, they have mm-hmm. to go to uh, Florida, they have to go to many, they have to go to UK, mm-hmm. you know, St. Hill, and stuff like that. and that compounds the expense because what you have paid oh yeah you also have to and then you have living expenses that yeah. flying there and men, taking quitting care your of yourself quitting your job so you can fly yeah. <laughs> yeah accommodation
0: yeah
1: that will suck you out
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: like if you look here we have this situation of the individual who is a space energy energy protection unit and who is capable of controlling matter and controlling his environment and if we treat this individual directly, since that is the individual we find immediately, and so does he discover that he is immortal.
0: Mm. Oh, that is the golden. Dome. That is the golden. Dome. The golden realization.
1: Yeah, that's what it <laughs> is.
0: Wow! I think later when we take the photo with uh, with Hubbard, we should have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <We could> yeah. <laughs> you know, cool. So. Uh, that's what it is how interesting so okay there was a center here and now there's not how did that come about?
1: well I was running a center and uh, it was
0: you were running it but that wasn't the one you joined sorry? you joined a center in in Johannesburg?
1: no no in Boulogne in 1980
0: and then you opened the center here
1: yeah and then I came down here and then I opened the center I lived in Joburg Mm mm-hmm then came down here to to the university, mm-hmm. and then that's how I came to this province. Otherwise, I was in Joburg. Okay. So I came to the university, and then I worked at the university, and then I worked. I met my wife there. Mm. She was a lecturer there, in law, and then we decided to circle. She comes from Pretoria also. Mm. Yeah. Then we decided to circle. So when I, when we bought this place, then I decided to open the center.
0: This was the center.
1: This was this old building. Oh, we was and now it's now That's, it's a uh, different place. where we have uh, an altar. Was the was the coast room.
0: Oh wow! Okay, so we're talking about the uh, the Gnostic Church of the Black Sun Kuho Yu, where that is now yeah. used to be. Yeah, the Scientology yeah.
1: center where it was the costume Yeah,
0: the that the whole coast, area the coast
1: was, The coast room is where the training was taken.
0: Oh that, wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a trip! So there's kind of a lineage, yeah, yeah, of that yeah. Room. That's right. That's right. What a trip! Mm. So what do you, What would you say? Is there what? What connections are there between what's going on in that room now and what was going on before?
1: No connection. At no all. connection at no. all. No, okay. no, there's no connection. I simple. What happened is that uh, at the time I wanted to run the center, but my life changed. Right. So when it changed, I then designed, withdrew. Mm. Which means I surrendered the license because you and paid the fee, or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you pay the fee before you get the license. Oh, okay. Yeah. So before I opened, I had already paid all the fees mm. and the material that is required mm. to start a center. Then I ran the center, and I ran the center. But I also didn't have a lot of people coming because the
0: place is uh,
1: outside town. Right. Yeah. In order for you to be successful in Scientology, you need. The traffic
0: of people. Oh, I see. Person. Oh, walking by. Walking yeah, by. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. There's a lot people of places will, back home where yeah, foot look, traffic. Yeah,
1: people will look and say, what's that? What's that? And they come in and ask. Mm. And then you introduce them. Yeah, you have, a, you have a thing, you have a TV and you're running introduction programs. Mm. And people watch, the, and they identify that with the conditions they want to handle. Mm. And they come in. Wow. You see, that's how it... I I guess looking at
0: this about the realization of the immortal self maybe has a little bit to do with what Kay is doing in there. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course. But uh, you see what Kay is doing. This is what I know from Beth. Mm. What is that? African spirituality. Mm. This is what I know. Yeah. So when he was doing it, it was a natural thing. I said, but this is the kind of thing. Uh, But, you know, there's a traditional way of doing it. There is this way of approach. This is modernizing it. Right. Yeah. Because if you go to and see a shaman, find he's wearing bones and skins and everything. He's got all the herbs and it's scary. Mm, Right. You know? Yeah. uh, He's making it accessible. Yeah. Very accessible. And you have to go through a very excruciating training, Mm -hmm. which is said to be only for people who who have a calling. And
0: that was what he went through with his mother when he was young.
1: Mm. you know that sort of thing but this is like straightforward in yeah. other words the movement of this African spirituality from Africa to Europe mm. and back um, is a very important step because then Europeans took it and they included their own way of doing it right? with the Matching with the development, the Christianity mm, and the yeah. Greek gods and, and everything tarot cards. So yeah, because I went to Japan, and I saw those altars and I saw the shrines, mm. and yet they were doing exactly the same thing. The Buddhist shrines. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I saw the shrines in the mountains. You know, in oh, the villages. Mm. Yeah, where people were traveling from one province to another before there was transport. But in the middle of the mountains, in those paths, they would put a shrine. Mm. So that when you're passing and you think you have difficulties in your journey, you talk to your, your, your spirit's there and to open the way. The Shinto, yeah. The, yeah. So I saw those shrines. They are exactly the same as what we, we were doing. The the rituals that we do in life. I went into a, a Buddhist uh, monastery. You go into the gate. You wash your feet. Mm-hmm. You walk and you, you pay respect to the people who died in wars people who died natural death because of uh, age, to the animals and you go around the shrine respecting all those spirits and finally you go to the main entrance and inside where you go and chant. Mm. So that is familiar. Wow. That is familiar. Yeah. Mm, That's very familiar. It's something that is natural with us because that's how uh, many rituals that we do here are not like what is this? it's something that we know but now we have an altar so it um, uh, it has sort of uh, moved from where it was
0: but yeah you were talking about uh, yeah, yeah, the no. language the language all yeah. the way up to Kenya all the the words being familiar very familiar yeah. you, you
1: go to Congo they still use most of uh, things that we uh, most of the words that we 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 yeah. use here yeah you know i i traveled to the east of Zambia, mm. and I found a book on the, on the shelves in a bookshop, and it was written, Umlandu Wababemba, which means the history of the Bemba people. But it is written exactly the same way we write, because Umlandu is history in, mm. our, in Zulu here. Huh. We read it exactly like that, and it's written. And I could read it, and I asked, You sell Zulu books here? He said, No, 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 we don't. Uh, where do you see it? I said, That's Zulu. He says, No, that's not Zulu. And uh, the, 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 the shop attendant said, No, that's not Zulu, that's Bemba. I said, It's that Bemba? What is Bemba? He says, Yeah, that's Bemba. I said, But that reads like Zulu. How do you pronounce it? He read it like that. Bamba. Hmm. And I sat there and said, Hmm, Africa is not researched. Yeah. How can I travel? 5,000 kilometres away over countries Mm. and have people speaking exactly like I speak. Mm. And those people are found in Congo. They are also found in, you know, and you go to Tanzania the same. So there is a lot in Africa which has been hidden away as a result of uh, colonialism. Because colonialism was sort of like uh, predicated on divide and rule.
0: Right. And the assumption that civilization comes from Europe.
1: From Europe. So that alone tells that uh, amongst ourselves as Africans, we don't know each other. Yeah. But uh, when we meet in different places and people start doing their cultural things, you realize, Mm. how come? Connection. Connection.
0: Kay was talking about uh, once the uh, Gnostic Church of the Black Sun, Kuhoyu, gets large enough and starts accumulating wealth that we'd be able to fund some of this research that needs to be done about the the civilizations that are older than Egypt and older than Babylon and older than Sumer, etc.
1: That is intention. Look, I I was showing you this book. This book is taught in high schools Mm -hmm.
0: in America. World history. It goes not back as far as Egypt. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: it's not taught here. Yeah, in Africa, mm. and I bought this book in the USA, mm. and I brought it. That's here. not
0: taught in Africa. No, mm.
1: there is no such a book here in Africa, mm. and I brought it here. And when I went through it, I was amazed because because of our education, we are only taught in the country. Mm. We're not taught about the next country, about the next country. Mm, Until until at the end of the colonialism Mm. in those countries that attained independence. Some of them tried to do their education curriculum to include Africa. So you find most people in Southern Africa don't know about the North Africa. Mm. Most people don't know about Botswana, don't know about Mozambique. They don't know about neighbouring countries. The education is focused on, except... Schools are, di- it, our education is divided. White people have their own schools, mm. they get a broader curriculum. They know the world much better than Africans, mm. in, in whose schools they are not taught about the neighboring countries. They are not taught selective subjects, they are not taught history, mm. very little geography. They are only taught, you know, many other things other than those that teach them about the world.
0: Mm.
1: But you come here, so. Constantly we have been told civilization was brought by Europeans. Mm. Africa had no civilizations. But this book tells us about African civilizations dating back to 2,000 years before Christ mm. here. And these civilizations are here in the, uh, in the continent of Africa right where, where the people from the south migrated from mm. when they came down south. They migrated from those places, so those civilizations where were their ancestors. they were cities. they were interacting with the Asians, with the Romans, with the Greeks. they were coming to trade together. Mm-hmm. International trade was happening. If you look at the continent, as you can see from the south, right up to Tanzania, there was a tribe yeah, and then going straight west towards Congo and straight down to the south. So there was a triangle, Mm. which was a movement of goods and people. Mm. And it is traceable in these books, and uh, also the other book which I I bought, written from America, which is uh, African Civilizations, which is written. But Africans themselves, Mm. you see?
0: By John G. Jackson.
1: Yeah. So Mm. this knowledge, these people came here, did some research, and found those things but I published that, it and that ignored, knowledge <laughs> never made it down here never been here. yeah so if you've not traveled you can go through the school up to university you'll never know well, it's All like when i brought
0: it. the egyptian book of the dead the, the coming forth by day the two copies down here with the the copies of the actual old hieroglyphs and the translations underneath okay. and k was saying we can't get this here
1: yeah so. because we were told books like that. Remember, we, he asked you to bring some book. Mm. When we ordered, we were told in L.A., they said, no, books like that are not allowed to be in Africa. Mm. We don't there's send those
0: books. Law, okay, actually a law. There yet. is a law in America. A law books, in America yeah. saying those books shouldn't go to Africa? Yeah.
1: Certain books can never be in Africa. Mm. They're not allowed to be here because that knowledge is not supposed to reach here. Mm. And this is exactly what we are dealing with. We have Christianity, people believe today the only religion on earth mm. is Christianity. Now when you do Scientology, we have such forces say eh? dangerous. Mm. Those people are Satanists. Mm. You see? Yeah. We do what we are doing now. Uh, spirituality is Satanist.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that is the kind of thing we are dealing with. And it's only the enlightened, or those who have access, like ourselves, you've come you here, brought us knowledge, we're interchanging, then we become more enlightened. But the entire Africa needs a revolution yeah. in terms of knowledge, hmm. to know the truth, to know exactly that no, there's no discrimination in knowledge. There is knowledge on earth. But if you hide knowledge from one section of, uh, of one part of the world, and You keep it on the other part of the world, you'll obviously see
0: you're intentionally creating a class structure artificially, yeah, for economic motivation,
1: yeah. yeah. which is what racism which is a
0: deadly too. sin. Christians, yes. yeah, <laughs> which is Hello? a deadly sin, yeah,
1: but they they are, they pioneered, that. yeah, yeah, Christianity pioneered that. Mm. I can bravely say it, they pioneered, that. yeah, Because even racism as it started to you, you, you read the history in America, you see that. Uh, Irish were the first slaves Mm. and they were treated exactly the same way Africans are treated today and then Africans arrived then the Irish became white Mm. and then Africans became the slaves race inferiority and superiority was not there during the at the beginning of slavery
0: that was something the British picked up from the Romans yes
1: and then they picked it up and then they started because people were asking questions I mean they are they are groups like the quakers mm. who were questioning the the the, the, the establishment, the establishment of, mm. of 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 racism and those those guys who were keeping slaves had to find a reason a mm. justification and they said no these people can be enslaved because they are inferior to white people mm. and then the question was what is inferior they said no it's the blackness of the skin mm. which also signifies the level of knowledge and research at the time. Mm, very (laughs) Not at all. But you see how damaging. That has gone through centuries. And here people believe that this skin has a problem. Mm. And as a result, they are leaching. They are are bleaching. Mm. You see, they are bleaching in order to look like you. And so it's the mind. But this is not... What is wrong with racism? What is wrong with racism in Africa is that it was an economic thing. You see? Because when they came, they found... Is an industry, which is agriculture. It was growing. And they came and established, before they really got their roots in, they were depending on this industry. Everyone was eating the food. Everything, meat, was depending on this industry, which was existing. Yeah. But once they were established after the conquering, they could not compete. You see? Yeah. They couldn't compete. They couldn't enter, because this was well established. And they said... Pass the law. Prevent these guys from producing. Make them come and work here. And mm. make us produce because we can't compete with them. Mm. And then the laws would pass. Just like the trade the Court. The, you know, separate but equal. Right. You know those years. Mm. So this is exactly how it happened. And then it tipped the scale. These people were very wealthy in their own land. These were arriving to settle. were poor and the laws were used to push them down, destroy everything that they had physically. I mean, using the army, the police, destroying that and making sure they are poor and they come and beg for work. Today, if you come here, you look around, you see poor settlements. And if you read the sociology book, any ordinary sociology book, it will tell you a story, tell you, no, these people, you know, like this, they are uncivilized this is why they live like this but it was a creation mm. you see it was a creation it was a, it's like the romans going into england in uh, 55 bc mm. they did exactly the same you know they destroyed took over and they became the you know and the british but when they revolted you know so this is the same thing that happens but christianity says If you see a man successful they mustn't wish to be like him. Mm. Because your kingdom is Yeah. Is in heaven. Yeah. But while they were literally destroying, you know, I lived during those days Mm. and I saw it because it continued from seventeen hundred to nineteen seventy where a man builds like this. Three o'clock in the morning, you see caterpillars coming, walking over this thing. Mm. destroyers, Bulldozers, yes. Yeah. Coming, destroying all this thing. And then police are all over there, taking people, throwing them into a van and driving 300 kilometers into the wilderness and say, you live here now.
0: Mm.
1: If you build there and you build like this, they come again. Simply because they say it, the white man is not supposed to work in the sun you see you are supposed to go there and beg for work and that's the culture which is here today Yeah, Africans know that I must go and beg for work and if you ask my kids they say yeah because we are inferior you know and you ask you say no but it wasn't always like this they say but how come no white people come and look for work from you but you are the ones who go to them But it's over generations of years creating that sort of thing. And then the authors putting the philosophy down and teaching it to children. Mm. It's the same thing with the spirituality. We're now getting it. I I, I don't know. He he spoke to you maybe. How many friends asked when they saw him posting all those things? They say, are you running some organization for some white person? Some Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, they see me there like, oh, is he the box? Is he the real guy behind this? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: mm. they don't believe yeah, uh, that uh, I, I would come. You'd and, ever um, come with yeah. an idea like that. You can't come with an idea unless there's a, you know. So this is the kind of thing. So you were asking me about Scientology. Scientology teaches totally against that. Because mm-hmm. I've been there over years and I know I am myself now. I can be able to stand on myself with my confidence. I can stand and defend the position. I've done research on racism. It's not about white and black. It's about vested interests, you see. But people hate each other. You see, people rip each other.
0: Yeah. because yeah, It's of... a self-fulfilling cycle then, because you can say, oh, well, yeah, but someone of this race killed my such-and-such, and... Such and... That's why I killed their such-and-such. It such back and, and, and forth like Israel and Palestine. But they weren't even enemies 100 years ago. Exactly. And, Precisely. Know, yeah. Precisely
1: to that point. And, it, you know, the
0: Amor probably doesn't mention it, but the, the tradition behind Christian Rosenkreuz was, you know, he was a, mo- a monk up in present-day Germany, and there wasn't much going on, and so he traveled down to uh, Damascus, took on the name Christian of the Rosy Cross, traveled across North Africa, met all these great teachers, learned all this great stuff, and then eventually went back up to Germany, and since they were very oppressive up there and they didn't want anything but the church going on, he had to initiate people in secret, and thus the Western esoteric movement, the, the Rosicrucian order and that's that's the secret history there which is probably one of the reasons it's oppressed is because it, yeah. c- it claims that civilization comes from Africa mm. which it does <laughs> yeah. as we know which it does, you know, know. there in a 1000 AD you could you could write a check in Saudi Arabia and cash it in Spain and anywhere along you know Africa and, the, and yeah. they didn't even have mercantilism yet they they were still in the feudal system and hence the whole paranoia about you know yeah, certain people coming up from Africa and up from Spain being the bankers because they well yeah everybody knew about banking down here. Yeah,
1: so yeah, I mean, um, um, I, I had to study Scientology to be open-minded. Yeah, for me, Scientology is very helpful. Mm. It's a philosophy that people need to know. Yeah, because it teaches about you. Yeah, and you as a spirit that you are immortal. Mm. I was surprised
0: you. to see that because uh, my old teacher Gordon, he always would talk about not not finding, not looking for spirit in, in matter and things like that. But the last the last line here it says that the spirit can be saved and that the spirit alone may save or heal the body. Yes, that's interesting. He that's was not essence. into healing the body. Yeah,
1: that's the essence of Scientology. Yeah. Well, I so, guess he thought uh, that
0: was missing the point because the order yeah. we came from—they were all about healing bodies and going yeah, yeah. to hospitals right. and putting. Yeah, but a lot of
1: people. criticism that I've seen about Scientology is people who have not really gone deeper into the. Liturgy. Yeah, they don't even look at it yeah. at all. They, they just see, know. oh, yeah.
0: those people are brainwashed. What yeah, are they yeah. doing? Yeah, that's don't they? Right. Haven't they heard? Didn't yeah. they watch? What was that documentary? Uh, going clear.
1: I haven't yeah. seen it myself, <laughs> but I've been in Scientology for thirty years. Yeah, and I was focused on reading these books, and they formed. I I had to create a library because I realized that uh, knowledge is manipulated. Yeah, you get what people want you to get. If I hadn't traveled to that extent, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't know any of this. I wouldn't
0: know about this whole background, this whole place right here. Exactly. You know, and
1: uh, I don't think I'll be friendly to you because I'll be full of ideas that were put in me. Right. I had to travel. Yeah. With the anger. You know, fighting for yeah. of colonialism, you're told, these people, these people.
0: Yeah.
1: And you walk around and see, but this guy bleeds. He feels pain too. Yeah. And you talk to this guy, he has no clue what you're talking about. Right. Which means yeah, he, 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 t- he also suffers bubble, the same semi- like, effect. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. You know. So there is a select few on mm. earth. People who manipulate knowledge, manipulate people, and put belief systems in our heads. Mm. You have to find your own path. Yeah which is what we are doing.
0: Yeah, I run into a lot of willful ignorance and anti-intellectualism where I come from in California.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm happy you are here. Thank you so much I've for I've had so many friends coming yeah. from Europe, yeah. professors and so forth. This house is in so many... Because in here, cultural people always ask, oh, these white people must be owning these guys, uh, Mm. owning these properties. Do you manage this
0: uh, through the manage? Yeah, Yeah. how
1: would they manage these guys? They see all the friends who come here, they think. Sometimes they ask, but we see a lot of white people coming in and out. They say, no, my friends. Oh,
0: your friends? Oh, okay. Wanted, yeah, it's people look at us really strange when when uh, Kay comes over. But they've been they the the people who work at the hotel that I'm at have been kind of like approvingly n- noticing you know when he comes to pick me up now after he went in and told the owners and the owners apparently were just stunned they didn't know what to do because he was telling them is this are we still under apartheid what's going on you know like why didn't you tell me that he couldn't have visitors I would have checked him into a different hotel I'm the one who checked him in I'm gonna visit him you know and they were like yeah. oh you can visit him he's like then why did you tell me I couldn't. Why did you send them over to tell me I couldn't visit him? They thought, you know, they, they see the three of us go into the, into the room together, immediately someone knocking on the door. No visitors. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: because if, if uh, Africans are walking in where you live, it means they're going to rob you there, you see? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> or drugs or whatever, yeah.
1: Especially you come from America, yeah. Could mm. be maybe they are selling you drugs, or yeah. they are going to rob you. They're yeah, no, yeah. No, no Everyone
0: business. I talked to in, in in America when I said I was going to South Africa, they're like, oh, be careful! Don't let anyone know that you have money. Like, you know, they they kill people just for for living nice down there. You know.
1: Yeah. So you see, uh, what we this discussion is is so important because yeah. these these are the perceptions. These are the things that are put into people's minds. Yeah and then people become something else. So the world is ripped apart yeah. by people who are really intent on ripping the world by putting ideas. And it's controlled through systems like education, churches, and so forth. And people just take, 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 and they end up something they don't know. Once it's in you, once you have the knowledge, you think that's the way it, the world is. You don't know there's something else. Yeah. Yeah, you see? So that's the point. Mm. I Today, I don't see you... As a white person, Mm. 30 years of studying Scientology taught me that because I was with white people all over. Mm. First, I walked in, I was like,
0: Yeah, tense. I was very tense. And
1: and those people, because they were Scientologists already, they already had cleared off their, you know, they were normal. Mm. And they taught me to be normal too. Yeah. I became normal until I, and when my wife came, and uh, it was all Scientologists coming here, sleeping here, spending some months building the center here, going and coming and helping, Mm. and my children become, you know. And I brought this knowledge so that they also grow and know this is the world. Yeah, so they can start out with the knowledge. Yeah, the world is diverse. Yeah. You know, and uh, all the nonsense you hear is coming from some very small group of people Mm. who are benefiting from it. Yeah.
0: Mm. Wow. You see. Excellent work, I have to say. Thank you. Any any closing thoughts or anything you want to mention before before we end the interview?
1: Well, I think uh, I'm I'm happy that um, the knowledge of African spirituality is coming back. Yeah, and uh, we must thank those guys, of course, who have developed it for all these centuries because mm. they've written books, experiences, and so forth. So um, it is helpful. Yeah, but besides, I think it's it's defeating the ends of those who want to create a, a, a different society. Because right. we, we are creating networks. Yeah, We are becoming a family. So we are becoming even more stronger yeah. by connecting. So naturally, I think racism will die a natural death.
0: Yeah, I think they call that a conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> we're con- we're yeah. conspiring here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> conspiracy yeah. to overthrow Western civilization. Western and capitalism. Civilization yeah. and capitalism. Yeah. Those are very
1: narrow interests. Yes. So they will die. Yeah. Yeah. A natural death. Yeah. They will die because as people become more aware and so forth, uh, they will just disappear. Yeah. yeah.
0: Ah, not soon enough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not soon enough, of course, but uh, yeah, they must.
0: Thank you very much for uh, being our guest on the Esoteric Nerd podcast today. <laughs>
1: Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Thank you very much. It. It's up to you.
0: Thank to you. Thank you Buzani for being our guest on the Esoteric Nerd podcast tonight. Special thanks to Susumu Ueda and his father and the other monks at Jofuku in on Mount Koyasan for the music you're hearing right now. Special thanks to identical twins Camille and Kennerly for the harp transition into and out of the interview itself. Special thanks to Jean-Michel Jarre for the music that played in the background during the Transformations and Footnotes segment. And most importantly, thank you to you, the Esoterra Nerd, listening to this podcast. May you vibrate at tone 3.5 or higher. Until next time. Good night.